Welcome to the Modern Spirituality Show. I'm Ben Decker. More than ever, spiritual and religious communities of all traditions are rediscovering the importance of embodying spiritual ideals. Not only through our words and interactions with others, but also through the motivating intention behind our words and actions. This is evident in the collective awareness of the value of things like meditation, mindfulness practices, yoga, uh, Pilates, pranayama, and breathwork. I'm hearing friends I've known for decades begin to talk about having their first ever breathwork experience. And it's incredible because I've been working with breathwork for years for, I think at least, I think the first breathwork class I took was maybe in 2007. And so uh, working with breathwork for this long, I, I'm so used to how transformational it is for me. And I'm so used to how important it is when I'm processing something or when I'm releasing something or when I uh, need breakthrough in my life. I'm so used to that, that it's almost surprising that other people are surprised by that, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm hearing friends I've known for decades begin to talk about having their first ever breathwork experience and how it's changing their lives in all of these subtle and a lot of times not so subtle ways, which is super exciting. Uh, breathwork is amazing. And, and our sponsor for the Modern Spirituality Show is actually a new app I've been using for a while now. It's called Open. And I'll drop the link in the show notes uh, for a free month. And that link is with open.com slash Decker VIP. And I have that, that code for a free month for you. And the code is Decker VIP. So you're going to enter that in there. Uh, but, but check it out. I've had so many different breathwork classes. I teach breathwork classes. I take my private clients through breathwork. Uh, my, my medicine retreats that I do, uh, Every year, I always have multiple breathwork sessions. Breathwork is a crucial part of my mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being. And what's super exciting to me about the Open app is that they have awesome breathwork classes, like a lot of really great live unlimited live breathwork classes, but they also have yoga and Pilates and meditation. And um, I know we don't really think about Pilates often as a spiritual practice, but anything that you do with spiritual intention, anything that you do when you're prayerful becomes a spiritual practice. And what I love about Pilates is how it helps you bring your focus into the present moment so deeply by by connecting your mind and different specific parts of your body body in a similar way to yoga, but with totally different um, rhythm and exercises and experience. So it's just amazing. So anyway, I've never had a digital experience of breath work of all the many that I've taken online and in person. I've never had a digital experience of breath work class that I ended up feeling the same as when I take an in-person class, except on the open app. This app was created by my friend Manoj Diaz, who actually practices breathwork. A lot of times these kinds of apps are, are made by companies or developers who are trying to maximize on a trend. They're trying to identify something that's in the marketplace. This is actually an app created by someone who, who lives and breathes, so to speak, 
by breathwork and these other practices. So it's really, really intuitive and it's infused with so much good stuff that as a practitioner, I this is the app that I'm recommending. You know what I mean? This is the one that that feels really good for me. And also, uh, if you're new to all of this, open makes breathwork way less intimidating. And what I, one thing that I love about it is that I can go to the park and do this amazing breathwork class. I can sit in nature or, you know, in, in my own space at home and get the benefits of going to a full-on breathwork class, which if you don't know the benefits of breathwork, um, it provides super quick relief from stress. It helps alleviate anxiety and really burns through some of those feelings of like, you know, when you've got that adrenaline pumping from from that fight you just got into or that anxiety from the traffic or you've got something that you've got uh, important that you're anticipating, you need clarity around it. Uh, it, it increases your creativity, it aids emotional processing, uh, improves lung capacity. I, I had a client who recently... Uh, used this app used open and the breathwork practices on it to to heal through you know she was sick she had gotten sick for two weeks and she used breathwork to help keep her lungs strong uh, throughout that process for her and she was so grateful for it. it it helps you build a daily practice which is crucial it helps your body relax reduces tension and it, it'll help you feel more energized during the day and get a more restful night's sleep at night it'll increase your energy improve your focus there's there's so much that we could say about this but what i'm really trying to say is i think you'd like it um and i recommend that you try it out i think that you should try it out you can invite your friends to different classes also um, I, I know I mentioned this, by the way, but Open has meditation and movement classes as well. So it's actually an excellent resource for anyone looking to get a little extra support in developing a personal overall holistic well-being practice, mind and body. Uh, the community aspect is also amazing. With It's got a live chat, which is a total game changer with live classes, uh, which all feel really natural feels like the teacher's right there with you, just for you. And it's it's 20 bucks a month for unlimited classes, which is like crazy amazing. Uh, but yeah, you can use my VIP code to get that first month free. So again, that one is withopen.com slash DeckerVIP and use code DeckerVIP. So, so go to that link, use my code, and... Um, and try out those 30 days free experiment with those unlimited live and on-demand breathwork, meditation, yoga, and Pilates classes. See how you feel. Be present with yourself. How do you actually feel when you do these things? Try it out. Let me know what classes you're trying. I'm excited to hear how you like it. And maybe I'll even see you in one of the classes because I, like I said, I do love this app and I'm so grateful for it. Um, so maybe I'll see you in the live chat. Again, that link is withopen.com slash DeckerVIP. Use the code DeckerVIP and you'll get that first month free. And okay, check it out. I'm about to bring on my friend, Cassandra Bodzak. When I met Cassandra, she had just come out with her first book. This is years ago, Eat With Intention. She was on a cooking show with Anthony Bourdain. Maybe some of you saw that one, ABC's The Taste. And we became fast friends. And now here we are. She's got two more books out, Manifesting Through Meditation and The Spiritual Awakening Journal. 
And she's also the host of the Divine Downloads podcast, which I love. And she's the founder of Divinely Design Your Life. Please welcome Cassandra Bodzak. We've been trying to get this interview on the books for eons now, but both me and Ben live pretty crazy, ever-changing lives. And so we finally get something on the schedule. And actually, it ended up being perfect, the rescheduling, of course. But I get this email about rescheduling because Ben's on a Hulu show. So (laughs) I know, you know, me and Ben, we're always thinking of show ideas. We're always thinking of, you know, creative entrepreneurial projects. But I want to hear more. So tell me about this Hulu show, Ben. Okay, look, so Cassandra, you you know the reality show process because you were on the show with Anthony Bourdain. And, um, so, you know, a lot about, you know, that, that casting journey and, and, you know, production and editing and, and being it's pre- so, it's so much longer and more intricate than I think anyone thinks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so I don't know for you, uh, how, how exactly you got in. Do you want to just like tell me right now? Do you want to just say like how did you, how did you get on that show? And then we'll like I'll weave mine into there too. <laughs> well, actually, what's it called again? Taste, right? The taste, taste on yeah. ABC, taste on yeah. ABC, uh, and Anthony Mordain was the host, which is amazing. And and this sort of like went into you know there was a whole part of your career that's that's all about holistic living especially with an emphasis on body wisdom and nutrition and cooking. Your first book is a meditation and cookbook, eat with intention. So, so how did you get on that show? And the reason I'm asking is because I want to tell how I actually manifested getting on this show. You know what I mean? Oh, I love this. Yes. You know, it's funny how I got on this show is actually an example I use a lot in when I talk about manifesting, because I, at the time, was just doing a food blog. I was going through my spiritual awakening at the time. And so doing my recipes and taking pictures of them and sharing them on my blog, I would record videos of them because I was also an actress at the time. So Mm -hmm. video was like my medium to play with. And Uh I was just doing all this because it was what lit me up, right? It was what I enjoyed doing and... I literally simultaneously, you know, I'm doing all my meditations. I'm studying A Course in Miracles. You know, I'm on my journey in that way. And, but really the pure essence of it was just like, this is a thing I love doing and I want to share it with people. I get a call one day um, out of the blue. And I mean, I had had like visions or, you know, would visualize, you know, when I was like anchoring, you know, something that I had my own cooking show and stuff like that. But I hadn't done too much in the like physical world because I had no idea how to go about that yet. And so I get a call one day from a producer that literally stumbled upon my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel at the time was awful. Like it was not like the like beautifully produced things that you see nowadays. Like it was like a stack of cookbooks, my laptop, like yellow lighting, my tiny Manhattan apartment kitchen. It was not glamorous. So I was like, you must have the wrong person. It can't be me. My videos are horrible. And she was like, oh yeah, no, your videos are horrible, but you're great. And and so they're like, you want to come in for 
a meeting um, with casting. We're casting this cooking show, and you know, she riddles off like Anthony Bourdain, Nigel Lawson, Ludo Lefebvre, Marcus Samuelson, all chefs that I know from being curious in that world, right? And I'm like, okay, also I'm vegan. Did you realize I'm vegan? Because these people are going to hate me. (laughs) And they're like, oh no, we think it's perfect. (laughs) So they literally the next day, I was in Atlantic City for a girlfriend's bachelorette party. And they're like, tomorrow you want to come meet us like in, you know, somewhere in Manhattan and bring us two different cupcakes to try. So I literally take a bus back to New York go bake my cu- bake cupcakes overnight, don't sleep, judge myself up, make myself look the best I can. And I go to this audition and they put a bunch of stuff on video and eat my cupcakes and stuff. Nobody that like, no, none of the famous people are there at this audition. This is all yeah. casting and production, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, okay, we're going to send this off to like the network and, you know, maybe you'll hear from us in the next few weeks. And I was like, okay. And I just had a feeling about it. And I just kept hearing from them after that. And um, I really, I remember when they gave me the call, I was the only one actually (laughs) that they told me that like they called and when they like invited me to come on the show, I was like, can I think about it? Like, (laughs) (laughs) because I was just like, oh my God, like, is this the right career move play? You know? I was had a lot of stuff going on, but yeah, ultimately it worked out. And, and then I flew to LA, they flew me to LA and I did another kind of on camera this time with everyone. Um, and they showed that on the show and I ended up passing that again and ended up on the show. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the thing I think is so interesting is like, I knew that you were already manifesting and meditating and studying a course in miracles and an actress through all of that. But it's interesting um, to hear you articulate it all together at once like that in the context of the show coming in. Cause I think what we publish so often does reflect a, a part of our journey and a, and a thing along the way, but you know, we're both authors of multiple books. Each book represents one conversation we're really having it doesn't necessarily each show or each even interview or article or book that we publish or song that we write or movie that we're in or whatever doesn't really for the individual for us actually represent an entire isolated separate chunk of life you know you're talking about going and being on this reality show about cooking and studying a course in miracles Meanwhile, you know, that's how I was was running red carpet events and studying A Course in Miracles and meditating and astral projecting and uh, doing ayahuasca, you know, so the the journey continues and starts way before it looks like, you know, so there is like an interesting, like, um, just like little note there for, for all of us. Uh, You know, I think a lot of times we identify with our career or yeah. where our social media is at right now and the personal brand that we have, almost like we're characters on a TV show. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's important for people to know that like the spiritual work started so far before that, you right. know, and it was new book. What? Your, my your new book. book? Yeah. That's what I love about your newest book is that it's the spiritual awakening journal. Yeah. So like I, your spiritual awakening in with this journal. 
I was really excited to do this journal because one, I think I'm journaling is one of my practices. Um, I've always been a journaler since I was like in elementary school, just like getting my feelings out on paper. And then what I found, um, not only in my spiritual awakening journal journal, but also now like having coached so many other people through theirs is that asking the right questions is such a big part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like asking these questions that peel back the onion, that peel back the layers that help you develop this more intimate connection to yourself, to the divine, to the divine in you, to the vision and the desires that your soul has, that so much of that process is a process, you know, for me and and I think it was maybe similar for you. I won't, I won't include you in this so you can let me know. But um, for me, I had like a, I had a rock bottom. So in a lot of ways, that persona of who I thought I was, was like smashed, right? Mm -hmm. It was smashed around me. And there was nothing at that level that was left except like the pure truth of what do I desire, right? I had nothing to put on any airs for because I was so kind of just like a little chickadee, like cracked open the egg, just like, what am I going to do? You know, when everything was going on and what I do with this, what I want to do with this journal is help someone that maybe is not in that stage as well. Right. Like it could help them if they're in that stage, but also could help you if you're really, if you're not in that rock bottom yet. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I think the rock bottom does that's helpful is it, it helps you get to those questions, right? Mm -hmm. It helps you get to those questions of like, okay, when nothing else matters, when nothing, when it feels like nothing else matters, right? What is the one thing you want to do? What do you Mm want to do today? Right? Mm -hmm. When it feels like nothing else matters, what is the one thing you feel like is true in your heart? Right? Mm -hmm. And so, because so much of our day-to-day life, when we put on, like you said, like, you know, our persona and like all these things we have to do in the world, those questions can get a little convoluted. So the spiritual awakening journal is a way for someone to get back down into that truth of their being, ask those questions and reveal those truths to themselves so that they just naturally, I think that's the thing I kind of love about it is that it's not even like talent, like I'm, I'm making them kind of reflect and have these exercises, but I'm not necessarily telling them what to do. Because I know from that new awareness, something will shift. Intuition will rise. Yeah. Awareness will will come in. Yeah. You've always been very good with the feminine wisdom. Masculine. The divine masculine is like, don't do this. Don't do this. Do that. (laughs) Sometimes that's so helpful in its right balance. Yeah. And and then there's um, the feminine wisdom, which is like, is is that what you want to do? Well, what matters the most in your heart? Like the, what were the two questions you just shared right now? If, if nothing else mattered, what would you do today? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you had, if you released all of the shoulds, all of the things that you felt like you had to do, if you released all of the, like, this is what I have to work towards or whatever. And you had, you lived in a vacuum, so to speak, and no one would know what would you want to do today? Right. Right. And mm-hmm. such a good exercise in authenticity, which is what spiritual yeah. awakening is all about. 
Absolutely. And then it's just trusting that. It's trusting. I mean, that's when I look back at my spiritual awakening and how that ended up with me on a TV show and having this whole business and and having this whole book. It wasn't because I was in that space being like, ooh, how am I going to become like a successful author and, and be on a TV show? It was because I was in that place of being, what is the thing that's going to light my heart up today? Right. You know, and I just kept following that. And that thing happened to be, you know what, make some vegan mac and cheese, make some cupcakes. Yeah. Let's share about these recipes. And I didn't have any strategy or plan. And I think that's, you know, the purity of it. And when mm-hmm. more of us can get back to that purity, we find, I think we naturally find those aligned paths for us. So true. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I was cast in this new project that I'm filming that I'm going to be very vague about. And it's also how I got all of my book deals. I was basically scouted, you know, like you did, like you were. Um, And I was just doing the thing I already wanted to do. I was all, I opened a meditation center and I went to other meditation centers that other people were opening and I helped them. And I taught there and I taught meditation. I taught meditation at the library and I taught it at the homeless shelter and I taught it at, you know, all the different places until, you know, places like Unplugged Meditation opened up and I got as involved as I could there. Same with the Den Meditation, same with Mystic Journey, you know, I, I, and then the book deal came in, you know, the first one. And then of course the first one creates an opportunity to get good at selling books, which means, which is something that publishers really like. If you did that, (laughs) maybe you could do it again with with this book, you know? So, um, so then they sort of manifest each other. Um, But, but when it came, came to the show, uh, it's really interesting how it, how it manifested. It was very organic and it was through a long term uh, unfoldment. And it started when I was a little kid being like, I'm about to go be a movie star. I'm going to go. And I took acting classes and singing classes and karate classes and horseback riding classes and, <laughs> and anything where I could be like, I'm going to play a cowboy in a movie. I'm going to play a, viol- a classical violinist. I'm going to play, you know, I, I did all the things. So, so I got really in touch with the spectrum of my expression mm, and I really yeah. like I really developed a long-term intimacy with, you know, sort of like the, the, the fringes of what's normally considered acceptable. Um, and I think, I, I think that's been hugely healthy uh, for healing things like childhood trauma and mental health management and everything. But when it came to this exact detail, what happened was one day someone DM'd me on Instagram and said, um, look out for an email from our production company we want you to be on our reality show. And um, they, they, and I was like, this is a scam, which is exactly what I said when my first book deal came in, which was not a scam. <laughs> in fact, I, I called Marianne Williamson and I was like, Marianne, I got this, who, as you know, has been, had been mentoring us, both of us before, before this moment ever happened, before this, yeah. I had any books, you know? And, um, and uh, I said, Marianne, this, publisher contacted me out of the blue and wants like give me this book deal and she was like okay send send over anything you want me to look at and I sent over some stuff she's looking at it on her phone she's like darling you know what we used to call this and I was like 
a scam, right? I'm being scammed. They're hustling me right now. (laughs) She was like, no, sweetheart. We used to call this being discovered. You just got discovered. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like that's when and when and as an as a fellow actor you know you and i have been acting our whole lives uh the and taking classes and performing in different things in all different kinds of ways i know you have some things that you're actually working on now too um and uh more to come on that right uh but the as actors you always think about being discovered because that is how it happens someone someone hears you singing at a subway someone finds your youtube channel someone you know, a friend of a friend knows a friend of a friend and you meet them at a party and, and they're an agent and, and they have a perfect thing they're working on right now, you know? And it's that La La Land movie where she auditions and and she's working so hard and, and she's like in these awful situations with these casting directors that don't give a shit. And then one day, they casually tell her, we're just gonna build the project around your character. So why don't you just kind of give us <laughs> yeah. And you see her and it's like that's the moment. That's yeah. being really being discovered right there, you know, where they're like, you know. And so for me, this this production company contacted me. They're start they're starting to talk to me. They're saying, you know, we're talking to a lot of people right now. Um and blah blah blah. They have me send over some really basic things. They look at my Amazon page with my books on it. They they want to see the books in different languages. They they want to you know, they, they want to just get my whole everything, my whole press kit, all the magazines I've been in and all that. Right. And so we send it all over. We send a bunch of video footage over and they say, OK, whatever. And we, we don't hear from them for like six months. <laughs> and so, can we just talk about how like, well, put a pin in it, but we're going to come back to talking about how this is a metaphor for like manifesting anything in life. OK, continue. <laughs> Full asterisk right there, okay? Like, I sent them so much content. And and just keep in mind, it, it is a long-term build because by the time the show came in for me, I already had four, published four books. So so I remember manifesting that first book. And so a lot of people listening are, are creating that first book. They're, like, launching their new businesses. They're reinventing themselves. Or, or maybe they've got a book that's, like, taking a pivot for them, which I know you did. And I also have constantly done. My books are like pivot, 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 pivot. You know, my books are like doing the cha-cha or some shit, you know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, and, and it's because I didn't have a moment where I was that person. And then a moment where I was that person, it's that the audience that the publisher wanted to speak to had parameters. So the, yep. the publisher said, I don't want to go in these directions with this book. So I was put in a position. So so the the general public has to develop like this understanding that everyone who publishes something, everyone who runs for office, everyone who runs a company, they're all just like regular people and yep. like you. And so every one of us, we we have to choose to reinvent ourselves because so much of what we're communicating to the world is our outside appearance. But it's never the wholeness of what you're already, what you're creating. Some of the things that you've dreamt of as a little kid, they're coming for you. You know, some of those things, wishes you made as little kids are literally on their way still to you, you know? Um, 
And so, so yeah, I didn't hear from the production company for six months after we sent them so much video footage and got all excited, you know, so I was over it, totally <laughs> jaded, cynical over it, whatever. And, um, you know, and also realistic about the reality of what it means to expose ourselves. I know that, I know that you went through that where, where it's like, you know, editing and, and public perception and. Yeah. Once you, once you give them that footage of you, they can really cut it in whatever way they want. Yeah. That's something that you have to be okay with. You have to be secure enough in who you are and your being. Um, I mean, there's ways to be strategic about it, but like, (laughs) but, but in general, you just have to be secure enough. Like they, they made me out to be this kind of like, I did see, um, girl, I guess they compared me to one of the girls in Friday night lights, whatever Minka Kelly's character was in Friday Uh night lights. And I just rolled with it. I was like, all right, if that's all you got, that's fine. Anyone that like spends a few minutes with me knows that there's a lot more to me than that. But like, you know, you can't, you gotta, it's part of the, the package, right? Yeah. And it, and it is so important when we're, when any of us are working towards our dreams, it's like no one thing is going to ever make you feel fulfilled. You have to find that fulfillment. And literally I have to just say the divine is the only thing that fills it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a God sized hole. It's a God sized hole. And all of these things that we do in these like fun earth experiences like publishing books or having companies or, you know, all traveling, all the things that we do, like they're great. I mean, they're great. And we get to experience all of them. I mean, we're here, we might as well. Right. And that's part of our soul's path. I really do believe. But at the end of the day, if you don't have that divine fulfillment, you could be the most famous person in whatever industry your heart loves and still feel like something's missing. And I think everyone, everyone, it's like that Jim Carrey quote that he says, I wish everyone could get rich and famous so that they would know it wasn't the answer. I think one of the beautiful moments that you have, like, I don't know if you had this experience, but for me, it was like when I published my first book, it was like something that I waited to do for so I wanted to do for so long. And then similarly, I got discovered, had this, you know, publisher email me, da, 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 da. they do this, this book mm-hmm. that I love, Eat with Intention. Um, mm-hmm. and it which was just a- yeah, which which I'm so proud of. And and it's not like I wasn't happy, but mm-hmm. I remember going to my book launch party and just being like, Oh, this is it. And it's almost like you expect this thing to come and like, you know, but it's like whatever's on the inside is on the inside, you know? And so you create it it by like your relationship to the experience, you know, like, uh, like I, I didn't hear from this public, this production company for six months. I was jaded. I was over it. I was like, this is such an inconvenience, but then they did contact me and I was like, told my assistant, I was like, sure, just put it on the schedule, whatever, like. I'm not liking being dragged around. I have, I have like shit I'm trying to do in the universe, you know? And, and, and at the time we were um, getting ready to run for office. We were doing all this stuff. There was like this huge homelessness explosion in Venice. 
So we were doing so much work that was like helping individual living beings right now who were in drama and despair, bringing peace to people in despair right here, right now, who were not going to be reached because other people were not able to do it because I was the one who was standing there in their neighborhood, you know? So it was a moment where I was literally like, I don't care about this reality show. I wasn't sure about it to begin with. I'm not trying to expo- I'm completely comfortable with my with my life, with my career, with my expression in the world. I don't need to be criticized by people who don't get what's going on. You know, yep. and and so I I was very much jaded the next time I interacted with them. And uh and then in the but I still did it. I still showed up and as soon as I sat down, I was like, actually, this is fun. They they are trying to do something beautiful. They want to do a reality show about healers and different kinds of healers. And but this conversation was different. They said, There's the same casting director who I know you spoke to. Uh-huh. Jessica. And yeah, she's uh, lovely. Yeah, she's lovely. And so I sat with her and she was like, Look, we want to see if you can have your own show. And I hear like the La La Land thing. <laughs> and I like go through a montage of like the moments happening. I'm being discovered for real, you know? Yep. <laughs> you know and that, that's like a nanosecond long of, of that energy. Not really. It, it was actually kind of surreal because they were very serious. They were sincere. And so I, they wanted me to send um, 10 people over, um, who I thought would be, make a good ensemble cast, 10 group, 10 people, group of friends. So of course I included your name and (laughs) a couple other of our friends, Sahara and a couple other people. And, you know, one thing leads to another. They start talking to lots of people. They ask me for more names. They start talking to lots of people. They ask me for more names. They start talking to lots of people. They ask me for more names. When it all came down to it, I, I ended up giving them like 50 names. Oh my gosh. And some of them were people I happened to just see that day. Or some people who like happened to show up at my ayahuasca retreat. <laughs> or <laughs> whatever. Some of them were kind of like, oh yeah, I met you because you did a book signing. It unplugged that one time after my class. Hey. You know? And there was some of them were very impassing, but there were just people that came to mind and they ended up talking to everyone, casting a show based completely on the people that I sent over to them from the body of those people, not offering me producer credit, (laughs) insider info on what's happening with the show, not giving me even the ability to see any of the footage we're getting. We're putting together this whole crew, this whole team. I love the team, but I'm getting no access and I'm the only person who knows everyone. I'm the only person who knows the entire cast. I go through my emails. I used, I gave them every single one of these names and I'm like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> but, I, but I'm also kind of like, this is actually really beautiful. And I, lo- I do love these people and, and we're all going to go for it. And all of us were pretty much like, yeah, this is good. You know, this is a good thing. Let's do this. Let's go through this process together. We all had other things going on too. And, and then like a year later, they say, okay, we got to extend your, your exclusivity contracts because the, the people who originally wanted it don't want it anymore. And so we, we, we throw this party and film new footage and do a whole thing and do a bunch of new Zoom interviews and edit the footage and slice up a whole new 
ep version of the show that we still don't get to see. Still, I have yet to see anything. And um, and then uh, they they give us six months later, they say, hey, your six month contract of exclusivity is up. We need to extend it. We're all the networks passed. We're going to these other networks. We're, and signed another six month contract. Now, now we're almost, we're, we're two and a half years into this process. Wow. And, um, and they want us to send a zoom thing. They, they, they contact me and they say, Hey, a couple of the different people on the show said this about you. And we want to kind of like enhance a pilot episode. We have our last shot at getting with one of the streaming networks. So we want to get you playing this up. And this was, they all are saying, this one's the fitness trainer. This one's the uh, botanical herbalist. This one's uh, the therapist. This one's the Vedic meditation teacher. This one's the Jesus. <laughs> and so they multiple people called me the Jesus of the group. Of course. And so they were like, look, we want to kind of play that up. If you're okay with it, they didn't. They didn't say if you're okay with it. They were like, we're gonna. They're play like, that please up. do it. <laughs> you can say please. They were like, we're gonna play that up. So what we want is for you to say if I'm the Jesus of the group, then, and then they gave me the list of names, and then you say then this person is the blank, then this person is the blank, you know. And so I did that one last thing, and that was the last time I heard from them before they said. Okay, we're going to extend the exclusivity contract one more time. We've got this last shot. It's pretty much with these last couple streaming networks. And meanwhile, I've got a friend who's an actress over here who's saying, oh, by the way, yeah, I've been working on this show. Yeah, it looks like one of my sisters put together a thing, and I think I might do it. I don't know. I might. I mean, only if I can, like, fully be executive producer, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you know. And... um I then get an email that says, hey, we're dissolving your exclusivity contract. You're released of your contract. They passed on the show. We're not doing the show. We're dissolving the entire project. We're dissolving the entire team. It's not shelved. It's dissolved. It's over. The show's never happening. Then I get a text from my friend, this actress, and she says, we just got contracts for our show on this huge network right yeah <laughs> we said it she's like we just got contracts for this show i'm super excited a couple days later she says i'm a little nervous because you know you know of all the things that you're nervous about with a reality show you know yeah and i was like no problem i'm here if you need me and she was like i might literally need you to come be there when my whole family's together we're filming and doing all this and i was like totally no problem um happy to do that and then she was like, oh, we're filming next week and they want me to send over some footage of you. We sent over some footage. We basically forwarded all that old shit from forever ago, <laughs> plus a couple new links. We just left all over, boom. And it's fully set to be on a reality show. It's fully set main character energy for this other yeah. project. And then this actress who's like the center of this show comes up with this whole idea and she's like, Oh, I'm about to main character energy. you." And she <laughs> was like, I'm setting this shit to production. Production decides to put it in like the pitch meeting right away. They get it. They're, 
you know? And so now, now I've got a plane ticket to Savannah, Georgia with one of my oldest friends, who's an actress, who's the star of this show. And I'm going to go meditate with them and, and teach the family meditation and be a part of whatever happens. So, so we'll see what happens with it. But it, it was like one thing came so close and then it evaporated and something else came in. Like right away, right away. It, yeah, right away. And I had, I had really, everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I told a few people, I didn't make a huge announcement. I know you knew, I didn't go around telling everybody. It was such a long process. Oh, you know that thing I had you film for three fucking years ago? Well, yeah. not happening. No shit, Ben, it's not happening. It's been three years since I filmed. You know, so, so I didn't say anything, but the couple close friends, you know, my boyfriend saw, um, my friend, Anna Lynn, you, yeah. a couple friends, you know, heard about it and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I don't feel like I am sorry, you know? And what's so interesting is the person who is the star of this new show, I'm being intentionally vague for contractual reasons, but soon enough, everyone's going to know. Uh, but as soon as, uh, you know, throughout the process, I've just wanted what was best for her as she was telling me about her show. I yeah. never needed to be on her show. I never even thought I should be on that show. I hope yeah. I can be, you know, it didn't yeah. occur to me. That's just my friend. We do energy work together. We meditate together. We we've known each other for 15 years uh, through the anti-human trafficking space. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. like all these different things that make this just that much more of a documentary experience of, of relationships that really exist. Yeah. You know? But also like there's so many, there's so many lessons in that. Like there's so many spiritual lessons in that. And it's like, you know, the, the one, the obvious one is that we never know what anything is for. Right. We, yeah. we create these constructs in our mind. We, I like to say we set our like hearts desire GPS you know, out there, it's this thing that maybe we desire to experience during this incarnation. And then we have our like human ideas of how it's going to happen. And we have these like more obvious, right? It's like, you're like, oh, I feel the show. Like, I know I'm meant to share in this way. Like, I know that this would be a really great way for me to touch, you know, millions of people and spread this beautiful message. And so we assume, oh, yeah, it's got to be this show that I'm working on right now, right? Because that's right. the one. And and it's just that a beautiful reminder of we never know what anything is for. Right. And and that we never know where that beautiful blessing is going to come from. And right. exactly what you were saying of just the fact that you were, even if maybe there were times when you were kind of hitching your star to that one show coming through, there was also this energy that was almost beautifully facilitated by the like touch and go and like six months here, a year there of unattachment where right. you kind of had to go be about your business in other ways. You had to say, okay, well, right now I got to go help homeless people. Well, right now I got to go lead this meditation. Well, right now I'm going to go lead this retreat in Costa Rica or whatever it is, right? You're about your business in the meantime. And mm -hmm. even when you were talking about all those people that you kind of just randomly pulled in, 
for that show, right? Once they kept on asking you, it's like all of those divine encounters, right? Like that person just happened to be, you know, walking by and wanted to say hi to you that day, or you ran into them in the yoga studio, or you saw them in your retreat or whatever it was. It's, I just think when we think of life that way, life is so magical. Life has all of these, there's all of these beautiful divine interconnected ways. And just by you, like you were saying, just showing up for your friend, just as a friend, um, throughout that process, knowing, okay, she's got her show and production that she's dealing with. I've got this thing and we'll see where that goes and all my other things. And it was just at that beautiful moment, because if, if your show hadn't dissolved and that had happened, you wouldn't have been able to do it because you would have had that exclusivity contract. So it's like all the stars just boom, boom, boom aligned. Yeah. And it's so uh, interesting, like what brings out our best and our worst. Like you said, uh, when when you were on the taste, they they sort of sort of projected a character onto you that you sort of embraced, you know, mm-hmm. and and it maybe is like not even really representative of your your personality. That's not how I experience you. You know, it's it's you, but it's maybe like point oh one percent of like you. You know, yeah, you know, and but what's so interesting for me, that's a blessing also in this. Anytime we're manifesting something, who am I and how does it help me show up as who I am? Like with, with this situation, nothing was wrong with the other project. I was excited about it and I and I met those people and we all learned to love each other and we were family in a certain kind of way because they chose we they chose us together you know so it's kind of like we don't you don't choose your brothers and sisters we're sort of family in a way and um we did go through the multiple year casting journey together and production and all of that you know so something developed there but what but what that pivot gave there at the end was um setting me up to be the person that this dear friend allows me to be and gives me Mm. space to be this more intimate friend who knows the part of me that's an abolitionist who knows that I went to the Philippines and worked with survivors of sex trafficking. That person who's seen me on red carpets, she's seen me on red carpet for years, you know, and she's also seen me uh, with vomit in my hair during an ayahuasca ceremony where I'm, I'm crying and releasing um, you know, my psychological and spiritual wounds. So, so when we look at what, what's manifesting, it's like the depth of authenticity of how the atmosphere allows us to be who yep. we really are. Like that's, yep. that's, that's the shit. Yeah. It's even, yeah, even, even better than you could have planned. A hundred percent. Even better than you could have planned. That's what I love, especially about the two newest books that you've written. Um, I love Eat With Intention. And I think anyone who is interested in like plant-based nutrition and the way that our energy and our and our mind 
influences our relationship to food and the energy and the food that we eat and stuff like that should absolutely get eat with intention. It's like, I, I love it. I, I definitely think that that's a really, really good, it's like a staple for every kitchen. And then I also love the pivot that was taken with the new books um, that I may or may not have introduced you to your publisher, whatever. Just <laughs> and then you have. <laughs> not, me, not me taking any credit. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but, but I really like the pivot that you, that you chose because it represents a fuller, part of you you're not just in the kitchen you're definitely in the kitchen but but not but not, not anymore than you are in your other oh areas. no yeah. i'm definitely yeah. well that's what i think what happened is eventually i got to the point where i realized i love cooking and i think i always will to a certain extent but the majority of my life is more like in the spiritual realm of of talking about meditation talking about manifesting talking about spiritual awakening like that's the stuff that that, you know, I am not only personally interested in, in what I consume, but it's also kind of what, how I talk, who I am, like that, that's like just more true to who I am. And I think, you know, with uh, manifesting through meditation, that was something that I really, it's funny because you were talking about this before and the way that that, before that book, I had been pitching this other book that mm -hmm. was me trying to do like a more holistic, you know, account of all the, you know, kind of compile my story and share about like manifesting and some of the different tools and all that stuff. And as Ben was saying earlier, this is like not what publishers want, <laughs> right? Like publishers are like, okay, no, pick a, pick a, an Elaine, <laughs> pick a topic, go really in depth. And, and it makes sense from their, you know, industry perspective, because it's like, we want someone to come to this book and know exactly what they were getting. So in a way, it was like these little fra fractured fragments of what um, I wanted to talk about. Um, but in a really beautiful way, because meditation through, uh, through manifesting, I realized that like my whole, everything starts with meditation for me. Right. right. When I was going through that journey and when my spiritual awakening happened, that's when, you know, I'm, my meditation practice started. Right. And so many of the beautiful things that have happened in my life, so many of the recalibrations or blessings or different things that have happened um, have happened as a result of my meditation practice, you know, mm -hmm. and I saw this kind of culture out there that was like talking about manifesting in what I really felt was a pretty ungrounded way. Right. right. And a non spiritually based way. And like we were talking about before, you know, the step one of manifesting in my book is remembering who you are, right. Mm -hmm. Which is connecting to the divine, which is having that relationship to your higher power having that relationship to the divine inside of you plugging in and in whatever words you want to use for that language you want to use for that, but having that solid connection, because if your manifestation practice doesn't start with that, it doesn't like the rest doesn't even right. matter. Right. Okay. I just, I love the way I love what you're saying because it's so perfectly resonant. You know, I'm a theosophist. I know that you, 
uh, also study multiple traditions and where where there is no religion higher than truth, as Helena Blavatsky says. So what I love about what you're saying is I want to use, I want to almost like translate it uh, because you're talking about something that is full on biblical. So I, I sometimes get messages from people who say, I'm a Christian and, and what you're talking about is not good. And it's, and you know, you, and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to say like, all of this is not intended to be combative in any way. In fact, it's an identification of uni the universal process, the great divine plan that Christians and other traditions are, in, are part of. Absolutely. No, one, no one's excluded from any of it. And what's interesting is in the Bible, there's a, there's something that says something like, um, keep an eye single to the glory of God. Um, before you seek for riches, all, all else will be added unto you. Riches will be added unto you if you still seek them. So you have to first connect to God, even, even if you're Christian and some of the ways that this description is here. And the reason I'm saying that is literally because my publishers had me write a book that's exclusively for Christians. So there's yeah. occasionally people who come in and are like, wait, why are you talking also about Buddhism? Why are you also talking about shamanic indigenous practices? Like I thought we were all Christians here. And it's like, yes, some people here are Christians. Some people here are have have religious trauma in one way or another. Some yeah. people are spiritual, but not religious, you know? And I think that's what modern spirituality is supposed to be, is like the universal place of dialogue where the, the highest truth find its expression. But I love what you're saying here. All that to say that this is a unique uh, opportunity where there's a, a clear th parallel uh, described in the Judeo-Christian Islamic traditions, keeping an eye single to the glory of God uh, before you seek for riches, everything yeah. else will be added unto you. If you still, if you still want that after you connect with God, then you'll have it. Yes. Yes. And that, that I love that you said that if you still want it after you connect, because I think that's, and, and I love what you said. I do, I do agree. And I think for me, I feel like the, in all my books and all of my teachings, I always say, you know, the higher power of, of your own, right? So whatever that looks like to you, whatever your relationship is like, I think that's beautiful. And I think the most important thing is that you have that relationship, right? And in whatever it, whatever form and shape it takes place. And I think that what a blessing that can we all just wish that for everyone, right? That they have a beautiful relationship with, with that divine or the higher power by whatever name they call it. And yes. I love what you said. It's like, once you connect to that, then what do you want? And so that's yeah. also why it has to start that way. Because, mm -hmm. you know, my like step two is getting clear on like, in my words, what your soul desires, right? right. And so, so you have to go to that point of connecting to the divine first, because it's only through that, that you actually see, you know, what, what I consider like true soul desires and right. true soul desires, I think are very different than worldly desires because worldly desires are things that maybe you want to like keep up with the Joneses, things that you want so that you look cool on Instagram, things yeah. that you want because you saw an advertisement for it. Right. Soul desires. Yeah. Cravings. In Buddhism, it's like the cravings of the lower nature. Yeah. 
And it's like, it's different when you feel, when your heart feels called to do something, right? When your heart feels called to creatively express in a certain way, when your heart feels called to invent something or write a book or teach or whatever it may be, right? Well, and relationships. I find that sometimes people are afraid to say like they want these different kinds of relationships. Um, I have a friend who's, who's a single woman who's afraid, who has two kids, but has divorced her, her ex. She's afraid to say, I actually want to have more kids. I want, I, I want to add to this family. She's like afraid to say those things. And it's like, you're allowed to manifest relationships. I want to manifest a friend that I can really fully honest with. Who's not yeah. going to judge. I want to manifest friends that are going to have healthy habits along with me that will encourage me to meet my goals. You're allowed to want to manifest relationships. Exactly. And those are, I think those are, those are manifestations that are also such pure, a pure heart desire, right? And to Mm -hmm. allow yourself. And that's also where just going back to that connection to the divine what I call is like remembering who you are or remembering like what you came from, right? That we have the divine within us. So we also have endless potential. We also are infinite, loving, abundant beings by our true nature of who we are, right? So if that's the very essence of who we are, then how dare we not admit that we want that friend or we want that baby or we want that, teaching practice or what, or or whatever it is that we want. Right. Because that is a seed that is also divinely planted inside of us that when we get down to our heart, if that's what we really desire, then why, why, why wouldn't we go after that? Because that too is, is holy and sacred and, and, you know, special in its own right. And we owe it the way I see it is that, you know, we owe it to ourselves to, to venture towards those heart centered desires in this lifetime, which is why I do think that, you know, manifesting is such a beautiful process because it, it helps us kind of flex our muscles, right. Of who we truly are. Like we are divine creators at the very essence of, of our being. And when we have these heart-centered desires, I also believe that they were placed in us by the divine. And so part that's part of our journey is to go on to manifest them. I love that. You know, it's reminding me of when, um, did you ever see that show Supergirl? No. <laughs> okay. Well, Supergirl hasn't, she's Superman's cousin, but she, She's on the on the planet. She's much younger. Superman's like he's older. He's off in another city and he's so famous and he only shows it pops in once in a while. It's all about Supergirl. She hasn't used her powers since she was a little girl. Now she's like in her mid late 20s, like she's almost 30. Something like that. And she's a millennial. And uh and she starts to realize like I want to use my powers. She starts to feel them. She doesn't even know if she can fly. It kind of crosses her mind. She doesn't know. And then she hears on the news that the flight, her best friend and adopted sister, her human sister is on an airplane that's literally right now crashing. 
and she and she's like oh my gosh and she starts running and she's in a city it's like new york city vibes and she doesn't even know if she can still fly she literally doesn't even know and she's running in her heels and her little skirt suit and Oh, and she's like running and she, and she like takes her glasses off and pulls her hair out. And she like, Ugh. and sure enough, she can fly. She takes off. She can fly. She, she catches the airplane. She lands the airplane safety in the Hudson. Is it there? No one's hurt. She, she escapes. There's some news footage, but no one knows it's her. And she she gets on gets on a kick. I can do anything. I do have my powers. The powers are brand new. She's kind of a little arrogant, you know, and she wants to go stop an oil spill. So she goes to she flies over to this boat that's leaking this oil and she just like tries to move it with brute force and she breaks the boat and causes the oil spill to be a thousand times worse makes a huge mess. And so now people are like, that girl, it has nothing to do with Superman. Superman gets it right. This girl can't get it right. She ain't it. Get her out of here. She's a villain as far as I'm concerned. That's a bad guy, not a good guy. She's freaked out. She's a millennial. She's just us <laughs> trying to. So when we start to manifest something, there we have to be careful with our powers. We have to learn to develop our powers. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Be careful, especially with rage. There's so many people who are like making jokes about hexes and blah, blah, blah. People cussing other people out, all all kinds of stuff. And when we're enraged, we get so gnarly with the stuff that we say and with the energy that we spew. Don't cause an oil spill. When yeah. you start to work with, with those higher powers and you're trying to do the healing thing and you want to create, you want to manifest, you want to start to use your powers, you got to start slow. And that's what Supergirl had to learn. They had to say, look, why don't you go find a cat that needs to be taken out of a tree? Yeah. 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 Well, it's like, first of all, now I'm like, I want to go find that, that TV series. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> But it, it's also, it's like the, this is the Spider-Man quote, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when you get into manifesting and you realize, you know, your words are your wands, right? We have so much, we have so much power. We wield so much power. And so one, making sure the things that we are manifesting are coming from you know, that before you're trying to manifest anything or doing anything, you're, you're connecting to the divine on a daily basis. You have that spiritual practice. You're going in, you're doing something from your heart. And because... Allowing that to inform that very next step. Exactly. Allowing what comes from the divine to be what you manifest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, so what are your steps? Let me just hit them real quick. It's remember who you are remember who you are then um connect to your soul desires soul desires yes yeah and then so it's releasing the fears or the negative beliefs that you have that are blocking Mm -hmm. you from thinking that's possible and then embodying that which you want to become nice yeah so and that has another biblical 
parallel, faith without works is dead. So mm-hmm. believe in it, have faith in it, but take right action, embody it, bring it into your body. I love that. And and releasing the fears, that's a huge thing too. Connecting to the, uh, remembering who you are, aka connecting, connecting to the divine. divine. Yeah. You're a pure divine, innately good living being. Uh, remembering who you are, love that. Uh, is it a Paya song? How do we say her name? Who? Remember why you came here. <laughs> I don't know. Remember your life is sacred. You'd love that song. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. <laughs> it goes with your steps to manifesting perfectly. But but it's remembering who you are, um, connecting to your soul desires. Remember that, everyone. It's like the desires of your soul, the desires of your heart, the, the higher desires that come from remembering who the F word you are and uh, releasing the fears, resistance blocks to it. And then putting the pedal to the metal where the rubber meets the road, embodying it, getting it into the nervous system and taking right action. Love that. And then I love, you know, I feel like the message that also really comes across today with both of our stories is that, you know, we're always, we're always manifesting. right? Right. And, having that unattached aspect of it, right? Like we both clearly had steps one and steps two, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe along the way, things came up that had had us navigating step three, right? Along the path, we had to deal with some fears that may arise, deal with some negative beliefs, you know, some negative right. self-talk and kind of fight those, you know, those battles or whatnot, release them. But the embodiment and then like stepping into that, right? Being the person, being the person that you were going to be on your TV show, regardless of whether or not there were cameras around, right? That's same here. Just being that person, being the, being the teacher before you have the classroom, being, you know, the friend, being the friend to everybody in your community before maybe you've called in that special friend that you you're wanting, right? Being in that space of embodiment and, and trusting that you don't know exactly the form of what's going to come through, right? That actually the essence of your desire is more of an essence, right? It's that essence of wow, I want to share this message with this world, the world. It's this essence of I want to show them this new way of being. And maybe there's a few different ways that maybe in that moment when you're thinking of it, you're like, well, I have this opportunity with this show. That's probably it, right? Right. But being open enough to being like, well, that or something better, that or something even more aligned, right? Right. And, And being just trusting that actual essence and I think showing up like, like, you know, the real manifesting is like you said, it's, it's the faith and works. Yes. Love that. Well, this is incredible. I'm a hundred percent going to invite you back on again. I but- love talking to you too, Ben. I have to have you on my podcast now. Now you come on over to divine downloads. <laughs> love that. So yeah, you, your, your podcast is divine downloads. Uh, your newest book is the spiritual awakening journal. Um, we've also got manifesting through meditation and eat with intention. All of that's going to be in the show notes. Cassandra's a superstar. Get used to the name, get used to the face. You're going to be seeing her around. (laughs) You're the best. I love you. Bye. Hey, it's Ben Decker. And I just have to thank you again for listening to the modern spirituality podcast. 
For information on anything mentioned here, you can check out the show notes below. You can also get in touch with me via twitter.com slash bendecker, instagram.com slash Benjamin W. Decker, or email me at bendecker at modernspiritualitypodcast.com. It really does mean so much to me that you're here with me on the modern spirituality journey. I'm genuinely super excited about what I've got planned for these next few episodes. So really make sure to subscribe to the Modern Spirituality Podcast so you can get in on what I've got coming up. And if this is resonating for you, if anything here helped or inspired or entertained you at all, please, please do rate this podcast and leave me a review. It means so much more than you might realize. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again.